0: Happy Towel Day! Happy Towel Day! Happy Towel Day! Happy Towel Day!
1: day. This is the story of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, perhaps the most remarkable, certainly the most successful book ever to come out of the great publishing corporations of Ursa Minor. More popular than the Celestial Home Care Omnibus, better selling than 53 More Things to Do in Zero Gravity and more controversial than Ulan Kalufid's trilogy of philosophical blockbusters, where God went wrong, some more of God's greatest mistakes, and who is this God person anyway? And in many of the more relaxed civilizations on the outer eastern rim of the galaxy, the Hitchhiker's Guide has already supplanted the great Encyclopaedia Galactica as the standard repository of all knowledge and wisdom, because although it has many omissions, contains much that is apocryphal, or at least wildly inaccurate, it scores over the older, more pedestrian work in two important ways. First, it is slightly cheaper, and second, it has the words, don't panic, inscribed in large, friendly letters on the cover.
0: Welcome to a brief chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is May 25th, 2020. It's Monday because it is May 25th. That means it's also towel day. So happy towel day, everybody. Today is the day when people like me who are big fans of Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy celebrate those two comedic sci fi institutions. And I thought I might just talk a little bit about what the Hitchhiker's Guide and Douglas Adams way of thinking have meant to me over the years. Today I was on the radio uh, doing the morning show, covering for the two normal morning show hosts who were off for Memorial Day, or possibly Towel Day, and the reason that I was on the radio at all has a lot to do with *The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy*. When I was a well, when I was a preteen, I discovered on a local AM radio station old time radio broadcasts so like The Shadow and Jack Benny and Fibber McGee and Molly and Dragnet and stuff like that. They were on late at night on this AM radio station, and I used to listen to them on a little radio in my bedroom late at night when I was probably supposed to be asleep, and I was totally fascinated by them. And then when I was a young teen, I'm going to say maybe 14 years old, I met a guy named Steve Davis, and I... I knew about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books, and I'm sure had read them, the ones that were in existence by that point. But Steve gave me a cassette tape of the original BBC radio broadcast. And actually, I think if we really want to be pedantic, what he gave me a cassette version of was actually the the LP version where they had gone and essentially re-recorded the first several episodes for the LP release of these shows after they became popular. There are some slight differences in cadence and a couple effects differences and things like that. Uh, But anyway, it was essentially the BBC radio version of Hitchhikers, and I was blown away. This kind of took what I had heard with the old-time radio shows and brought it up to modern, I mean, albeit late 70s, but still quite modern production values. I mean, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series on the BBC it broke lots of new ground in terms of the use of audio effects on the radio. I mean, famously, you know, they used as much money to make one effect as many shows used to make an entire program or several programs. And the BBC Radiophonic Workshop did pioneering audio work to create The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because, you know, if you think about it, In real terms, all it is is a group of people standing in a room, speaking the lines that Douglas Adams was writing for them, often moments before they had to speak them. And then the entire rest of the universe in which they're operating is produced by sound effects. So... Everything that we have to imagine they're doing, every spaceship they're on, every new planet, every new alien race they encounter, every, you know, bit of whooshing space travel, every entry in the Hitchhiker's Guide itself, all of that has to be conveyed with sound effects. And so the Radiophonic Workshop created an entire galaxy in your ears. And when I heard this, I was I was mesmerized. I mean, I just it just seemed like the coolest thing ever. And so I was super excited at the possibilities of radio and always very attracted to the idea of radio. As I went on in life, I got to know more about Douglas Adams. I read other books of his, um, including some nonfiction stuff that he did. And I read books about him and he just was kind of a larger than life figure to me. Um, my younger son, John was born on Douglas Adams birthday, which was not the result of a bribe to the nurse, but that always made me very happy that, uh, John shared the March 11th birthday with Douglas. And I remember, well, I guess I think I was in my early twenties. I mean, Douglas died, I think in 2001, but I was in my early twenties when my friend Wade Stanton got douglas's email address maybe it was just publicly available i don't know but he exchanged some emails with him and i thought that was just amazing and i got douglas's email address from wade but much like when i got howard zinn's personal telephone number from another friend i never did anything with it i just had it in fact i still have a douglas adams final email address in my contact book to this day because i've never i've never taken it out But I don't know, there was just something, I don't know if it's the thing about not meeting your heroes or what it is, but I mean, I just, I just wanted him to be Douglas Adams. You know, Douglas Adams, like, all caps. (laughs) There's so much about The Hitchhiker's Guide to Love. I mean, I've stolen so much of my sense of humor from Douglas Adams. And there's also, I think, a real wonder about the universe in The Hitchhiker's Guide and just about life in general that. I find very attractive. I know um, an acquaintance of mine, Nat Tapley, who's a podcast host. He made a differentiation between Terry Pratchett and Discworld and Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide. And he said he thought Terry Pratchett had more faith in the human race than Douglas Adams ever did. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't particularly feel that way about the Hitchhiker's Guide. And I always thought that the Hitchhiker's Guide, as much as it kind of showed us to be foolish in a lot of ways, also showed us to have the possibility for wonder and the possibility for greatness. And, you know, not greatness in the sense of conquering or, you know, things that I don't care about and that I don't think are signs of greatness, but greatness in the sense of being willing to open ourselves to possibilities. And I think that's very much contained, you know, alongside all the humor in The Hitchhiker's Guide. If you've never listened to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, if you've never consumed it in any form then my extremely strong recommendation would be that you listen to it, uh, not to an audiobook, but listen to the BBC versions. And actually the, the final BBC versions were only made within the last couple of years um, after Douglas died. Well, actually before he died, a guy named Dirk Maggs uh, worked with him to help kind of bring the books that hadn't yet been turned into radio shows to life. And then after Douglas died, Dirk kept doing that up until, uh, you know, the final books. And, they're brilliant productions. The ones from Douglas's era are amazing and the ones that Dirk did are just as amazing and mostly the same cast and everything. I mean, just a, you know, an absolute labor of love uh, and very respectful. So I would recommend listening to it if you if you can't listen to it and you probably can pretty easily I, since I've had it for so many years, I I don't. I haven't looked, but I, I'm sure it's. I know it's purchasable as an audio download, and it's probably findable in lots of other places. And then if you if you can't listen to it or that doesn't appeal to you, I would definitely recommend reading it. Um, don't don't use the Hitchhiker's film that came out several years ago, um, or even the TV show as your guide, if you'll excuse that. Um, to the Hitchhiker's Guide, you should definitely. Either listen to it, which is the way it was originally intended to be consumed, or you should read the books, which um, have some differences from the radio series. And in my opinion, you should do both those things. But just, you know, spend a little time, even if all you do is listen to some excerpts online today or just read some passages that you can Google or whatever, it's totally worth it. Um, It's it's just a, a beautiful collection of work by a person who I think was a really special human being and. Um, you know, I've read biographies of him and like anybody, he had flaws, but I think at his heart, he had a real sense of beauty and wonder and awe and hope and humor and love. And I don't know what else you can ask of anybody. I feel so strongly about The Hitchhiker's Guide that when Owen and I got married, um, I, you know, we each chose... Something to have one of our parents read and I had um, one of my parents read a section from uh, one of the Hitchhiker's Guide books because I wanted Douglas Adams to be part of that ceremony in some way. So happy Tal day. I hope you have a wonderful one. I hope you enjoyed the Tal day song and the little excerpt from the first episode of the original BBC radio series. And I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. I'll be back tomorrow with more of this kind of thing. If you like what you hear, please become a member at abriefchat.com. And if you are already a member or if you can't afford to become a member, you can also help by spreading the word. I love you. A better world is possible.